Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription and donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you guys for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. Bow chicka wow wow, or bow echo, I guess. 2-0 and o week, Tej, what's better than that? Um, nothing. Well, nothing. maybe some things. No, maybe some two things, and oh. but like not as it relates to Tiger basketball. Two and O oh is the best you that's can fair. get. Unless that's I fair. guess we unless you played in one of those preseason tournaments, you play like three games. Yeah. Or in a couple weeks, AAC tournament. We could use a three and a week. That would be great. Ma. That would that be, would be great. Gr- that would be quite great, actually. So hey, two and oh, big week. First things first, though. What do we have tonight? This I don't know. Is this bow echo or bow echo? Uh, you said bow. I thought it was bow echo. It's probably bow. Bow. You got a sixteener, dude. Yeah, you don't have a pint. No, I got a twelve. You got a baby beer. You you didn't tell me we were getting big boys. Well, my bad. Yeah, bow echo, man. This is bow a hazy echo. IPA. Bow's a bow's a uh, boating term. You know, I spent a lot of my yeah. life on the water. I'm gonna be honest. I hey, like I don't know if you can tell. This is one of those. Uh, you see that? You see what it originally was the first time this can was birthed. I've seen that a lot lately. I think that's a thing going on in Memphis. That's happened with. Uh, oh yeah, with oh, Tiger it's Tales. Not, it's the uh, it's the recycle, right? Th- oh, they're recycling someone else's beer can. It's their own beer can. That's a Sans can, just with the a Boeco label. Mine's the OG Triple OG. See that? Yeah. I, I was assuming that this was one that was like thrown away at Wiseacre and they recycled it and put a new sticker on. You think they do that? I don't know. Why else would it be that? Because they pre-print these cans. Well, we are so off topic. They probably pre-print the Sans cans, Sans cans, and then just like, oh shit, we actually need this for Boeco. And they mm-hmm. just slap a Boeco label on it. I will say it is throwing me off because the stickers not full it doesn't go the full length yeah. of the can and it doesn't That's wrap fair. all the way around so it really is throwing me off i want you to just take that in consideration when we get to the the can scoring like don't i'd hold already it thought them. about it don't hold I thought it about don't, it from, can't hold it against them i thought about it from the recycling aspect so i was like oh that'll give a couple points reusing cans but now that they you've are, told I me they just got too many sans cans sans cans sans cans all right, Tej, two and a week. First one, Wichita. I was worried about it. You weren't, but at the oh. end of the day, I was worried about it. I'm like, oh, for how? It got long? a little dicey. Um, the whole game, it was back and the, forth the whole game. It, the first half, there were a sure, lot of changes in lead, but because freaking James Rojas, James. 
James Rojas. Look like Danny Rojas out there. If you know who that is. You know who Danny Rojas is? Yeah, I was just doing the song, dude. What are you talking about? Football is live. He was freaking sprinting by our whole team. Yeah. It was uh, after made baskets and everything. Um, 19 first definitely half points. And then you know what happened in the second half, Tej? Goosed. Straight goose. My, my man set a career high in points in the first half, and we said, You're not scoring another bucket. And he we didn't. can shut the water off on him, dude. Cuffed him up. Uh, I will say for about 35 minutes in that game, I didn't feel real great about it. It's fair. And it's bad because they're not like a great team. And as you pointed out in previous episodes, they're not a great team, especially at home. So it's a little concerning. But I, I think that have, take away – don't even take it away completely because that's kind of un, unrealistic. But 19 points in the first half is bananas. That's like – Kendrick or DeAndre type stuff, right? I mean, like not, 15 some, times AAC player of the week kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For this dude, that's unheard of. I mean, but, you're setting a career high 19 in the first half. Yeah, that's absurd. That's absurd. Somebody it, defend it, the dude. Yeah, and it, it wasn't even like he was just crushing three after three after three. It was the small stuff. It was little bunnies. He did have three, I think. But it was mostly the small stuff and just getting putbacks and, and getting second chances. Really and just beating us down the floor after made baskets. Yeah. One thing after another, man. Um, but anyway, after the first 20, we we're tied 40, 40. Hey, I, and I said this the other day, I was real close to betting. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do like result half result. So tie yeah. or one way or the other half. And then in the game, I really almost did tie Memphis and it was going to be like, forget what it was but maybe like plus 1200 Ooh. i didn't do it though you should have i know uh but a much better second half i guess we kind of kind of pulled away in the last like six or so minutes back-to-back threes j-law hit one damari hit one you got up like seven or eight and then you traded buckets for a little while right you had it like between four and six up until i think wichita cut it to two with like a minute and a half left and then Ice water in my man's veins. J-Law dagger from the top of the arc. How beautiful was that? It was pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. He's good I mean, for one of those again. What a At moment least one. for J-Law to step up right there, too. I think is the – maybe it's always nicknames. I don't think that's been like publicly sent out there. I've always just called him Johnny Lawson or anything like that. But 50% from three, are you freaking kidding me? Stepping yeah. up. Keontae down, you need a shooter. Who's it going to be? Don't worry. Uh, it's J-Law. Hey, obviously. the other night, though, it was kind of – they were spreading the shooting well. Nine, nine of 19 from three, almost 48% from behind the arc. Chandler even hit one. You had the Lawson brothers both hitting a tray. Chandler's was a little bit earlier in the game, but two big ones from the Lawson bros from the top of the key. DeAndre one one KD hit two early, two of five. DeMario hit two. DeMario. Mm-hmm. J-Law with two. I, Alex even went one for one on the night. I think it's pretty big when you get Mars hitting threes because, like, it's not exactly, like, the greatest three-point shooter. His statistics will show you that. But even if he's hitting them, that's contribution from the three line because that's kind of the thing with this team all year is it's really been one guy hitting, and if not if not him, then no one's hitting, right? I, yeah. I think we've kind of seen that game after game with Keontae. 
And if not Keontae, maybe Jonathan Lawson when he gets minutes. But other than that, it's not really happening. But now DeAndre's kind of hitting them some. Uh, Alo hit one. He, he'll hit one every now and then. N- nothing super consistent. But Kendrick's seemingly maybe starting to find his three. Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything. He's hitting them. Uh, not consistently, right? The, the the percentage isn't what we want it to be. But you're still getting them to go in, and I think that's what's important. It would, yeah. But it, it would, all that. It would be nice to have Keontae out there, the uh, Joe, absolutely leading three point shooter for the conference. Uh, you mentioned Demaria, though. How big has he been the last three games? I mean, she ten. I mean, 10, 10, 12, and nine. The last three, he's averaging ten and a half points. Uh, he is shooting. You mentioned shooting. You know what he's shooting from three over the last uh, three games. I'm going to go lower than I originally want. I'm going to say 36%. Ooh, teach. If my man I, a little, 50%, I wanted 39. He's 5 oh. of 10 over the last three games. I was going to say like 40%. And I was like, 50%. that seems way too high. Yeah. I'll take it. Give me, we, we have talked about this team needing a third score, and it's bounced between Keontae, um, between a the man. Score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elijah has been great. Um, it's the problem is they just constantly been trading off, trading, trading off, trading off. And now it seems like maybe it's going to be Elijah McCadden and Demaria kind of trading off and someone's going to have to be that third guy consistent. It just, it feels like since the game winner against UCF, Demaria is playing with a lot more confidence. I mean, he mentioned it in the post game with Lolo too. It was just like, he needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we're seeing it. We're seeing a much more confident. Even I mean, just the shots he's taking and everything. Everything sure. just seems more confident. Um, you know, said he's shooting fifty percent from threes, five of ten. He's shooting sixty-two percent from the field overall oh. in the last three games. Oh. If you can keep that production up, and then you got KD and and DeAndre doing their thing, you might be making a deep march run. You get yeah, and you hey you get, I don't hey, I don't know how I feel about it. Seems optimistic to me, but if you throw Keontae back in there, and I don't know if it's a shooting hand or not, but two weeks with the surgery, if it was your shooting hand, seems a little optimistic to me. But sure, I'm thinking maybe it was an offhand. Walking down the hallway, balls up a fist, gives you one of these sideways jumps into a wall and just kind of breaks this bone or something. I don't know. That was wild to me that they even mentioned that he I, hit something. Yes. I read it and Couldn't. I was like, what? You guys are just going to say he punched something? You're not going to say he just injured his hand in the game and call it a day? I, I, yes. I just thought it was weird. I don't know. I don't know why. I saw the picture not from the original tweet. I just saw a picture. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I assumed it had just been Photoshopped. Yeah, absolutely. As I you was would. like, why? And then I found the basketball page. Sure enough. They actually tweet it. Well, I don't know why they did that. I guess it was like a, hey, look how much he cares type of thing. Because yeah, Penny said that in an interview. It was like, you know, he cares that much. You know, that shows yeah. up. But it's also kind of like, oh, well, now you've kind of like screwed the team over a little bit. I wonder if there's an intern over at the uh, the basketball or the athletic office who's sending those tweets out. Surely like- it's got to be approved, I would say. I mean, <laughs> that, that man just broke it his hand, punched on the wall. We'll, we're going to go with this as well. It wasn't just a tweet, TJ. They typed it. It was a full graph. on. It was a graphic. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Somebody, yeah. 
It's not like somebody just got a hold of the Twitter and tweeted something out. They made a graphic Weird. for my dude know. punching a wall or hitting a wall. What are striking? What do they say? Struck a wall. Strike. Yeah, they struck a wall. Whatever that means. That makes yeah. me think it was one of these sideways things. Weird thing too, though. He didn't have any sort of. We saw pictures of him after immediately after that Houston game. Nothing indicating he was injured at all. I did think that was weird, but I guess it's one of those things where maybe it's not going to hurt if immediately, you're just hand. or just well, maybe just, he didn't. Maybe it wasn't. Who has that on hand? Like, what is that? Huh? A well, who has like a, a, a? I mean, not like a compression. I'm talking. To, I don't want like an ace bandage. I mean, I, I would imagine you want some type of protected like yeah. sleeve. I'm just like saying, maybe he hit like, it. It was hurting, and he was just like, whatever. It's because I hit a wall, and it yeah. went until later. It was swollen up, and then I oh, exactly man, you really you did something. Yeah. Anyway, Demario stepped up in his absence. Good to see. Um, you had to have that one on Thursday, though, right? Even Lenardi came on. He said you win two of the next four, and you're pretty much in. Well, they've now won two of the next four. So you got to think they lock one up Thursday night in Dallas, and uh, then you're playing with house money on Sunday at home. Yeah, I, I think – I was obviously more nervous about Wichita and Cincinnati just because those teams are they're obviously much better than SMU. Like I'm not trying sure. to yeah, never mind. I am gonna pile on SMU. They're garbage, they're dog water, they're not good, they're not good. You can't they're cheeks, very cheeky. You, you can't lose. I if you lost to SMU, I think that would really put some stuff in jeopardy, even with those two wins versus Wichita and Cincinnati, just because of how bad SMU really is. Like there could be some diciness there, and that you would really be relying on a decent American tournament run yeah. to like kind of really solidify yourself in there. But it seems safe that they're in, right? Like, I mean, have you seen any? The only way I we'll talk. Well, we can talk about this one, but let's talk about yeah. the Cincinnati game. We'll recap Cincy sure. first, and then we'll jump into the the uh, what they need to do to get the best seed possible or potentially not make it. Uh, so yesterday, good home crowd, Sunday ball game, Cincy mm-hmm. in town. Uh, to me, I don't know how you felt, never really felt in jeopardy after the first five minutes. Um, until the last like 15 seconds, I was like, when, when all man, hell started breaking loose, when my man hit that three, my I mean, started what, tightening up real quick. What the heck? was that i don't know that was wild and that's you know you made fun of me from the first time that memphis and Cincinnati don't even played. i know you what you're about to say and i and i said no the big man you gotta watch out for him he can stretch the court and you're like oh he's trash and then he actually like hit one which is just more ironic than anything but i mean that not was a, not a good report. he made two of them the second one i don't know if you noticed the one right at the buzzer it was like a very it was in the paint I was screaming at the officials to count it because I had bet us to win by one or two points, which was plus 1,200. Um, but those last two shots by him that both went in were absurd. Anyway, for the most part, it was a heck of a game. I mean, defensively, sure. you had Landers totally rattled. There was that uh, sequence in the first half, back-to-back possessions where Alo just ripped him. Right, he had holding the ball on his hip and just took. And I'm not telling. This is not a lie, TJ. After the second one, I immediately 
took my wallet out of my back pocket and put it in my front I, fear of alo stealing my wallet <laughs> out of my pocket that was it was great man i the first the whole first half in the discord we're all just going at it. i mean if first of all if you're not an insider you need to be an insider come join us in the discord it's it's actually really fun during in game stuff, lot of just fun. kind of chatting back and forth with everybody. In my opinion, and I was worried about this because, like, I feel like even as a tech savvy guy, I had no clue what the hell Discord was. But I jumped on the Discord. Savvy? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, as long as it's not an Apple product, yeah, for sure. I don't know how to work my work phone for the life of me. Like, I tell Siri to do everything. Like, turn on the flashlight. Like, I can't figure it out. Anyway. Discord is is great. It's actually way better than a game thread. You're not having to refresh the page constantly and things like that. It's just kind of going back and oh, forth. Yeah. It's it was fun. It was it was real fun. It definitely is a different experience, but I liked it a lot for sure. Um, but all in all, a, I would say a good game, right? Like you were pretty yeah. much in oh, control. Yeah. Uh, up eleven at half. You got up by as many as I think fifteen. Um, really kind of stayed at that like mm -hmm. seven to 12 range for the most part of the game until obviously the very end. Um, you were real close to blowing it, but at sure. the hands of uh, the hands of Deandre and, and KD combined 43 points. You're going to go as those two go right. Dominant. I yeah. mean, Deandre at times was absolutely dominating Victor. Who's got, what Victor seven one is that right? Lacking. Yeah, yeah. No, he's six he was, eleven. I thought he was seven. No, I thought he was seven foot. Is he not seven foot? I don't Where know. ESPN saying six six eleven. No, look at Cincinnati. They'll they'll push him up some. Look at their page. He's a seven footer for show. But dude, DeAndre was bodying him, getting buckets on him in the paint at the rim. Um, KD at time. I mean, it's every game, but he's legitimately unguardable. Fat Kyrie. Yeah. They can't stick with them. His little hezzy step he does, his step, like he hesitates in that next step, he's gone. Like oh, it's you're yeah. you better just you're better off not responding to his first move because he's just gonna toast you anyway. You're be better so off just slow that still. you don't respond to the first move and you exactly that would be my yeah, that would be my game plan. It's just be a slot. I don't it's not never will you hear anyone tell you to stand flat footed defensively. But that might be your best option against Kendrick. It's to literally just not move. Just don't move. Until if he fakes you one way, you're done. Until like the the second move, and then you can try. But even then, try is a good, good word. For good it. luck. Yeah. Um, Man, no, but big thought... big game out of those two. Like, and I'll throw this at you. DeAndre four fouls. I thought I thought he was gonna foul out. You know what our record is when he doesn't foul out. Probably real good, Bob. Real, real, real good, Bob. Twenty and two when DeAndre yeah. stays on the court for the entirety of the game, which would make us two and five when he does foul out. So I am glad that he did not foul out yesterday. Does that statistically that UCF probably would have been a game? loss? Do what now? That would include the UCF game, right? As a foul out? Yeah, we yeah. played seven hours of basketball. That mm -hmm. should count. We'll say counted on record. Seems fair. We'll go with that. It's a lot of it's a lot of basketball. No, DeAndre's been great. Like I don't, I don't know if we give him enough credit. Like we have. We were talking. 
I mean, the we last several weeks, I don't think we have at all. I, we were, I was so frustrated with him in, earlier in the year because he could not stop at the frustration. So. He had a couple, he had a couple yesterday that were not, they were absurd. Yeah. But he has been dominant over the yeah. last several weeks. I mean, he got conference player of the week again. His patience down low is, is wild. He was cooking the big man twice baked potato style. Like it was bananas. Twice baked potato. He, it's just, it's bananas. Like how I know he's old. Like he's a grown man playing kids, but like he is just so savvy with it that it's like an old man's game that like old NBA style, like he would be that kind of player. He's just much, much smaller than they were. I mean, I, I don't want to bring age into it because it's mentioned enough, but you're right. I mean, it's an old. Yeah, man they game need to chill with that. Versus some youngins. Well, when I is. say old man game, I, I just mean like kind of old school basketball. No, I know what you mean. It is. I'm tired of hearing about them talk about his age. Honestly, it's starting to piss me off. And like, I know the guy went like apologized to him or whatever. Maybe didn't apologize. Maybe he just explained what he. He was said there was no about. apologies needed. But. Yeah, like if you took a shot every time someone mentioned DeAndre's age. You'd be toasting again. Like you'd be hammered at halftime. Yeah. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. Like, why yeah. do we keep talking about it? Talk about him dropping 20 on people. On their consistently heads. 20 and seven. Wait, how many times has he been American player of the week? I don't I mean it's it's a toss-up. It's either him or Kendrick by this point. Like barely Talk about anyone being else. Great at basketball. Barely anyone else has won conference player of the week. It's either DeAndre mm-hmm. or Katie. Mm. Legitimately, seems good. Seems like um, I mean, but what when yesterday we had 15 steals. You turned them over 20, you doubled them up on their yearly average for turnovers. They had 20 turnovers, yeah. Kept pretty them good off the for a team that line. protects the ball. Yeah, I mean, at times it was absurd how much, how much trouble they were having offensively just taking care of the basketball, throwing it away. Putting it on your hip and Alo's taking that thing. Like it was a heck of an effort defensively yesterday. They scared me, man. They started hitting three after three in the second half. And I'm like, all right, what what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Yeah, it's, you can't. It, it got dicey a bit for a second there. For a second, I know you said you weren't scared. And it wasn't that I was scared. I just I wanted Memphis to blow them out because they had all of the potential to do so. Like you were crushing them in the first half like the score may not have said that it was like that big of a a difference like i don't even remember what it was at half but it was 11 it 11 yeah it felt like it was 32 yeah like it it didn't feel close at all yeah i mean metric wise it's probably a good thing you didn't blow them out because you kept them right there at that line of potentially depending how they finish the season of ending up a quad one the the road win at least but to your point, it's like it felt like a game multiple times this year. It's happened where you're, I mean, the SMU game at home, like the UCF game at home in the first half, all of those felt like they were going to be blowouts. And we just go on and end up not blowing them out for whatever reason. Like we just can't put two full halves of basketball together. And I don't know if that's not adjustments at halftime or if that or um other teams really just kind of getting lucky and making baskets 
I'm not sure which. I don't know that it's lucky, but well, and it, I don't want to say that luck, it's not adjustments like, either. It's just shots start falling. They start taking a little bit care, better care of the ball. You know, you miss a free throw here, or there. Kind of let them stick around a little bit, like. Since he going fifty percent from three, twenty one points from threes in the second half alone, and that it's kind of why they started to come back, right? Not turning it over yeah. left and right, in their threes, and they, yeah. What was the crowd like? Eighteen thousand? I think someone said it was close to a sellout. No, ESPN has ESPN has it at twelve thousand sixty sixty six percent full. Well, I will tweet back to the person that told me it was close to a sellout and tell them they're a liar. That Trey said they're a liar. I I, I didn't say that. You were there. You were ESPN. there. It was not a sellout for sure. So you're calling them a liar. I got it. Got it. Confirmed. I'll just, I don't even remember. Maybe I misread. Whatever. Liar, exaggerating, whatever. Um, But no, good week. 2-0. and oh, Needed both of them. We said it. Winning fixes everything. Just keep winning. Absolutely. Uh, would be another great week to go to and oh. That it would. <laughs> that it would. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be the end of the world to go one and one. Would be maybe not end of the world, but we're getting there if you go one two. You can't lose to SMU on the road. I mean, I don't care that it's on the road. They're a bad, bad basketball not, team. They're not good. You can't, you can't lose that one. I mean, and can you imagine Kendrick going back to Moody and losing no. to that team? That's not, there's no way that's happening. No. So no. you got the SMU game. What is it? It's an eight o'clock tip, I think, down there in Moody <laughs> on Sleep. Thursday. ESPN 2. Uh, they're 10 and 19, 5 and 11 in conference. What are they at Ken Palm? 175. I mean, yeah. this team is booty. They don't it's like they're they don't uh they don't shoot the ball well from three. They don't shoot the ball well from two. They don't shoot the ball well from the free. Th- this team does not shoot the ball from anywhere on the floor well <laughs> at all. They are straight up cheeks from everywhere on the floor. One of those hot don't... hot shot maps, it's the whole thing's blue. <laughs> they ain't got a hot spot anywhere on the floor. If you look at the numbers, they don't they don't do basketball well. Like they there's nothing if you look at it that they do well. And like I don't they, mean to like just dog pile on them, but yeah, they do mind, I do. I do. I do mean to. They do not do basketball well. They don't do basketball. Um well, you're gonna probably be like nine and a half point favorites, I'd say. I mean, this is a game. This is one I would love to blow somebody out. Give me a blowout. You should have blown Tulsa out. You didn't. You let them hang around a little too long. What we ended up winning by like 12. I mean, give yeah. me a 20 plus point dub here. Kendrick's coming back to Moody. Just go. Give me a 40 point game, KD. Although I don't know that you want him out there that long. If you get up 25, rest him a little bit. and which is what happened here, right? You got up like 30, and then you let some guys rest, played the bench, and you let them back in it, kind of. Has he given an update ankle on like how he feels? Um, Other than saying he's never 100%, no. 
I guess that's kind of fair. There's gap in each game. I think we're on this still this Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Like, how, when do you have time to recover? You know, you're practicing between, like, I don't know. I mean, he's – my dude said he was – in order to play in that Wichita State game, he was up getting recovery at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m., every two hours. That's like a – new. you and I know this. That's like a newborn feeding schedule. It's definitely Katie, a newborn feeding Katie's schedule. Katie's ankle stem icing schedule. Every two hours. My man was getting ice and stem on the clock. Woof. Hey, but that's how much he cares, right? I will say this. You see his tweet the other day, or what he said post game. What comment? It's a shame that he only got one year in Memphis. He wishes he could play with these dudes the rest of his life. Wow. I damn near cried, TJ. Because <laughs> if only that, if only that were the case, if only he could play here forever. Seems like a long time. I don't know. If it does like seem like a long time. But all I know is one year is not long enough. It is not. The thought of being able to have him one more year is. It does, it does kind of bring a tear to my eye. Knowing that you just get the one year and that's it. That's it. Of arguably the greatest guard in Memphis history and God knows how long. How long would you say? I don't know. I was trying to think about it. I mean, I guess that comes down to the definition of what you want in a point guard, right? In terms of scoring, like, I, I, I was about to say something to make a lot of people mad. I think I'd rather have Kendrick than D Rose for just one year. Yeah. I don't know. Like a tough. team's perspective, oh, it's definitely tough. But I think what Kendrick brings to the table is uh, more package than Derek. Like Derek was definitely going to score on you no matter what. He was obviously more high profile, but I think Kendrick facilitates better. And he, mm, I'm starting to second guess. One. No, I'm taking Kendrick over one year. It's fifth year senior that. Kendrick versus freshman D Rose. Okay, that's freshman D Rose. Like, well, I can I think... see that. Man, I, I need to go back and watch. Pretty, I still think it's a pretty hot take, though. You take D Rose over Kendrick? The fact that you were taking this long means it's not a that. I don't know. I just don't think it's. I don't know. That's tough. What? We'll uh, We'll put it on the Discord. We'll see what everyone says on Discord. I mean, Joey, Joey had this comment the other day when he was on the po- or the radio show that they went all year long, and right before, what did he say? He was either the conference. I don't know if it was a conference tournament or the NC two A. I just said NC two A like I'm Josh Pastner. Uh, the NCAA tournament, but basically said that D Rose was like. Called them all together and was like, "Hey, uh, just so y'all know, I'm about I'm about to take this over." 
And they were like, bro, we've, what do you mean you're about to take this? What we've been waiting for all year. Like, why are you coming just now to tell us what we've been waiting on? Yeah. Like you should have already done that. Why are you just now coming to us to tell? And then he literally took over the NCAA tournament. I'm trying to look at his numbers. Not that far off from each other, honestly. If you look at like a per 40 type of situation, you know what? I'm going to place hella minutes. Okay. Because that's fair. Kendrick's too fragile for me. Ooh. Is he fragile? I mean, he's only yeah. had that one. It's not that one. He has limped off the floor at least eight times this year. I can't even, I, even if he comes back and he's fine, I can't take the brief moments of, oh no, our season's over. I will say, when he hit the floor in that one game and started, I know for a fact, everyone there was like, oh, like, it's over. We're done. We're over. He, he like, even said that himself. He said he was in the locker room and thought that his, his year was, uh, essentially his college career was done. Oh man. I only got oh I'm curious what, what the turnout of this of this is. Freshman year D Rose, fifth year Kendrick. You said D Rose. What do you think the actual vote will turn out to be? I feel like most people would probably go D Rose. I think so too. But I'll be I, I like Kendrick. I think Kendrick is awesome. I love Kendrick to death. I'm sticking Kendrick. But but D Rose felt like he was another level as a freshman. Plus you just get the size with, with D Rose. The size is the big the big factor for me, but I'm going Kendrick. I'm sticking with my man. Um all right, back to the SMU game. Blow him out. I mean, literally, we talked about it. They don't shoot well from anywhere. Rebound the basketball, force him to turn it over, run him out of the gym. Yeah. Katie's coming home and dropping 40 on their heads. What else do you need to know? Nothing. You think it's only nine and a half? I guess it's there. It's probably going to be around. I mean, it might be 10. I think it would. it's going to be like right around there. What do you Kim think the actual it? final score should be? Pim Pom's got it. I think you should win by 15 plus, but it's that's we've talked about it. We also don't really do that. So it's probably going to end up at like 10. That's probably fair. I think I would. I think I'm going to take 12. Phelps and then all like going crazy from three or something. <laughs> that's just atypical of what should happen. Yeah. I think I'm taking 12, like 12. You're going to tee, if it's nine and a half, you're going to tease it all the way up to 12. I think so. Yeah. I might, I might do it all the way up to 14 and a half. You're crazy, man. Sandwich should win. I like you, but you're crazy. But uh, you know what I'm also going to do? Bet that we win by one to two points. Yeah. That's, that one's always a safe bet. Should we throw out the tie at half Memphis to win bet? No. Or SMU SMU up at half Memphis to win. That could be a pretty pretty good payout. That would be a big payout, but no, you shouldn't bet that at all. 
All right, easy dub on Thursday. Not worried sure. about it at all. No. Uh, no. And then you get the big one. Houston, the number one team in the nation coming to FedEx form. I've already said it. I don't like the 11 o'clock tip-off, but whatever. It better be rowdy as hell yeah. in FedEx form. I'll tell you this. There's no there's no real good tickets available anymore unless you want to cough over a couple of hundo. Or, hey, go to uh, bluffcitymedia.co and bid on a couple of courtside seats. Be right there on the court for the biggest game and. I don't know. You know when the last time we hosted a number one team in the nation was? Tennessee? Nope. They were two. We were one. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to think of a, a top rated team, though. Who is it? 30 years ago, Arkansas yeah. came to the pyramid. 93. We lost by like 20. I was three Jeez. years old, sitting sitting down there behind Dick Vitale. Been 30 years. You think we'll uh we had a buddy Charlie. Our buddy Charlie asked me this the other day, last night, I think. You think we'll host a number another number one team in our lifetime? It's been 30 yeah. years since we did it. Yes. The answer is yes. Who will it be? I don't know. But I mean that part's hard to say, but I, I think the penny factor makes a difference. And I think people are more likely to want to schedule penny. Than they are to schedule. Yeah, I mean he's he's working like on that. home and homes. You've already had Bama, who last year came in at what like six or something. Yeah. Um, I think, shoot, I think Cohen and and Penny have a good enough relationship. They may continue this thing home I and would, home. I would hope they continue that one. Yeah, I mean that's a there's you've built up a little bit of a rivalry there. They seem to have an appreciation for one another. So, um, there's been uh some some rumors about a couple. Virginia, I think, from the ACC. You know, mm-hmm. you've got the regional teams in the SEC, Arkansas, possibly coming back. So, um, top ten for sure. And I think we'll you could you could see another hosting of not us being number one. I think that sure. will happen, but hosting a number one in our lifetime. It may be another thirty years, but it'll happen. Who do you think? Let me rephrase that. Do you think we'll keep Cincinnati? You think we'll try to keep that one going? I mean, I would like. I mean, if you could, I think we're also working on Louisville. If you could keep, that'd be nice. I'd love to have that one back. Those rivalries, I would. Yeah, I mean, Cincy, Louisville, Houston, you can keep those. Um, I'd be down for it. I don't know that we'll keep the Cincy one. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, Wes, Wes Miller's Ofer against Penny. Like, does he want to really keep playing us? Probably not. All right. Trivia I mean, question for there. you. Looking at games played, Memphis has played Cincinnati and Louisville the most. They're both tied at 86 games. Who have we played the third most? Like in our history? Yeah, the third most games against. Right, UAB. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of thinking that the team at conference. I I can't. I mean, I can. What? I can. Like what conference they're in now, or what conference? Well, they're in Sun Belt now. That should narrow it down pretty quickly. In the Sun Belt, in basketball, I'm pretty sure. 
I know they are in football. Arkansas right? State. Shit, did I lie to you right now? I'm. Pre- I thought they were in Sun Belt. No, is it, it is Sun Belt. I'm is right. it a regional team? Southern Miss. Yeah, it is Southern Miss. Yeah, they joined Southern? Sun Belt this year. Wow. You made me question it. I was I like, does that not start that. this right. year? No, they did. Yeah, they did do that. Yeah, you played Southern Miss uh, an extraordinary amount of times, seventy-seven times. Wow, I can't say the good, last time we played them. We had some good battles with Southern Miss. We talked about this. I, actually, we talked about St. Louis, but Florida State surprises me. Fifty-two times we played Florida State. Well, you were old conference rivals. I know, but it just it feels like that was so long ago that you wouldn't That's why I 52 feel like games. We're getting so far off track. I feel like the ACC is like a much better fit for us. You have old school conference rivals there, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Louisville. ACC, right? Yeah. I think you said AAC. No. Yeah, the AAC is a much better fit for us than every conference out there. You said it, and I was like, all right. No, 16 ounces getting to my man. Um, All right. This big, the big one on Sunday. Um, I mean, we talked about it after the, the loss down there in Houston, it felt like you really got a shot when they come into town, like it's going to be a raucous crowd. We're striping the FedEx form, which I think is dumb as hell. Let's just white it out or blue it out, stripe it up, whatever. Don't think it's going to work. Um, you got nothing to lose, right? Like at that point. Assuming you beat SMU Thursday, you're essentially a lock for the NCAA tournament. You're pretty much playing for seeding at this point, right? And just another quality. Like, you beat the number one team in the nation going into the tournament. You feel like you can beat anybody. Um, So you got nothing to lose. Throw it all at them. You got Kendrick back. Obviously, it sucks not having Keontae. Like, you would have liked to have been fully, fully healthy. But Alo, Malcolm have a couple of games under their belt now. Um, it's not their first game back like it was down there in Houston. You've already experienced the intensity that they come with defensively, right? So, like, yeah. you got that out of the way in the first half. You felt better about it in the second half. You saw a much better, more composed team. Um, you take back care of the basketball, rebound the basketball, defend the three, which is what we did in that first game. I mean, I, yeah. that is one of the things that worries me is I do not think that they're going to shoot as poorly as they did at home. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But they were, what, three of seven? Yeah, shot 18% from three yeah, in the not, first game. Not good. Um, you shot 40%. So, like, that probably evens out some. But, yeah. And they, the other thing is they shoot, like, six, right at 70% from the free throw line and almost shot 20% better. So, like maybe keep them off the free throw line or maybe that that evens out, right? Maybe they shoot a little better from three, but shoot more towards their average from the free throw line. Um, I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I really don't think like we already talked about, I don't think that we blow anybody out. I don't think that us blowing Houston out is like, maybe it can happen, but I doubt that it's going to happen. And I don't think that they come into the FedEx form and blow us out for sure. Yeah. I, I think you've kind of touched on my main point, but Houston's not going to shoot that poorly from three again, but 
kind of at the same time, I don't think Memphis is going to turn it over as much as they did, right? Yeah. Not having – that was the first game, really, kind of the first full game without uh, without Kendrick. And yeah, I mean, you did not have – We saw them struggle. Really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alex I mean, you had Alex 30 but minutes, but – But he looked 70%. A right? shell like, of himself. Yeah. And it was just dumb stuff. This The lob pass into the post over and over again. Like, we've seen DeAndre, him back on that. Yeah. Um, just silly stuff, right? And they, like we said, they cut it down in a second. I think a lot of that was just getting, and you probably are very early. It's going to be an atmosphere. Adrenaline's going to be going. People are going to be hyped up. It's probably going to take the first four or five minutes of the game to like settle in and just settle down, right? So there may be some frustrating early turnovers just due to the intensity and just excitement around the game. But, uh, yeah, I don't anticipate us coming out and turning the ball over, what, almost 15 times and a half by any means. Like, no, you keep it under 15 for the game, I feel like, probably. I'll ask you this. The first game, the total was 136. Would this be a higher or lower scoring game than 136? It was 64 to 72. I'll say it's higher. You got film on it. You made adjustments in the second half, the first game. You only put up yeah. 21 in the first half. I mean, well, part of that was because you literally couldn't even hold on to the basketball. But yeah, you put up 43 in the second half. So they found something that was working. Some of that was just Elijah McCadden getting to the rim. But I think it's going to be mid-70s. I think you, you surpass 140 yeah. probably. It sounds about right. Saying like I a think... 77-74 finish or something. Yeah, I, I think all the points and minutes, all those valuable minutes and points that you got from Elijah will probably be just replaced with Kendrick, right? I mean, I, yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, maybe. Have. We, yeah, I mean, you could have – Eli could just go off again, whatever. I, I'm all for it. But um, I think you're going to get pretty valuable points from Kendrick. This is a game that he really didn't get to play in last time, so it, it kind of means a little bit more to him. DeAndre's been on a tear. We talked about uh, Mars kind of being that third guy. Eli's not out of the woods. I mean, it's not like he's dead, not on the court. I mean, he's definitely a player that can contribute. So Johnny Lawson can put up a three every now and then. So it's – we have a shot. Like, I, I think yeah, maybe it's you fake. got a real we, shot. I mean, I think, too, the difference is Malco played five minutes in that first game. Like, you need him. You need his presence download that will be a factor on sunday dude his um, presence my guy was looking real athletic making some funny moves in that since he game that i've never seen him make stuff. yeah what are you oh, doing yeah. air malco he air was getting malco. weird with it diversifying he is throughout his career he has he has shown some sneaky athleticism yeah you just think that he's this big hulking large rebounder down low but i mean i've never seen him make a reverse layup or even attempt one so when he pulled that out i was like okay okay agile um no but if you can get close to 15 minutes out of him i think that's beneficial um yeah and then i too mike Will Demaria kind of keep on this trend that he's been on the last three games, right? Coming sure. out playing with high confidence, 
Um, can he can he give you sort of that third scoring option off the yeah. bench, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to taking care of the ball and getting rebounds, I think. And if, if you can knock down a couple of three ball, like I don't think you can shoot as poorly as you did yesterday from three. I think you're going to, we talked about, we've talked about it numerous times this year. If you can get to the six, seven make range, that's probably perfect, which I think is totally doable. Yeah. There's definitely a sweet spot for them that sometimes they kind of go above and beyond the, uh, the desired attempts, I guess it's probably the way I should word that. But I, I think you're right. Keep kind of keep the attempts low. I would say keep the attempts. Yeah, keep the attempts. My initial phrasing was going to be keep them at like 14 attempts and just hit seven of them. You'll be good. Uh, yeah, shooting 50 percent from three yeah, would be would be real real, real nice. So I was thinking That's about better it than like, the, the three of 15 you were yesterday. Got to plug him. No, up. but I, we're about to die over here. If. Uh... Katie and Kendrick, or Kendrick and, and DeAndre. This is one of those games DeAndre got to stand on the floor. The two uh-huh. of them just take it over. Kendrick, this feels like a late game. Kendrick just takes over the game, puts the city on his back. This is one of those, what, we said he had six left that he wins by himself. Yeah. You I'll win take this one. one. It counts take, as three. I'll take one on. No, what? We can't use three up in one game. I would take we got it. a whole we got a whole NCAA tournament to go. We got to get there first. True. You know what I mean? Uh that being said, it's not the end of the world if you lose it. No. It's not. I think you're actually expected to lose it. Oh yeah, I right. mean you'll be uh what do you think? I'd I'd say you're probably a 4 or 5 point dog on your home floor. Definitely. At least right. at least that. Yeah. Um, Kim Palm's got it at a seven. Maybe you might be more than that. A seven point uh, Houston victory. That's interesting. 76 69. Especially with Kendrick being back. Still kind of high for me. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, even I think the first game at Houston with Kendrick, he and Palm had it at like a 12 point game. Hmm. So you okay. just essentially cut that in half being on your home floor. Yeah. Um. So what do you, we both think a win versus the, uh, the ponies of SMU. Let's hear it. Houston, what do you got? I think they do it. I think the home crowd pulls us through. I think KD, has a couple big buckets late that seal the deal and we pull it out. Feels like the uh I want to say it feels like it's gonna be like that 2020 game with Precious where it came down to a defensive stop in the last final seconds and we get it. We pull it out. I've got bad news. What? I know I'm not you proud of this. Lose. I'm not proud of this. This is how I think it goes. We play out of our minds. We had the lead. Up until about five minutes in the game, they start playing whoop that trick. And Bro, they've been playing in the first five minutes of the game. I know, I know. They that. need to chill with that. But I think this is going to happen. We're going to get jinxed at the five-minute mark left in the game. 
Houston turns it on. They make their comeback, and they end up winning by five. You understand this is a win-win for me, right? Because, like, if Houston wins, then, like, oh, yeah, I was right. But if Memphis wins, Memphis wins, you know? What are you going to do? Memphis wins. We win. One of the better games you could ever win. It does kind of feel like one of those where maybe we, like, build up this early lead and that trick's playing, and then they come back. I can see that for sure. And that's real, real. So that wasn't the 2020 season when we pulled that W out. It was. Uh, you said that, and I was not about to timestamp that. It was the year before that when they came in. We won 2019 chronologically. Yeah, 29. It was 2020, but it was not the precious year. It was the year before. We won by yeah. one, 60 59 in FedEx form. Hmm. Oh, no. Precious right. was here. That was the right year. 2019-2020 season. Yeah, right. It was right before COVID shut down everything. Yeah, that year. All right. So one and two or or two and two. Where does that put us? Not like from a schedule perspective, but like from looking at one it and, in terms. One and one or two and oh. Yeah, what did I say? You said one and two or two and one or something. I don't know. <laughs> Bo echo, uh, bro. Bo echo, am I right? I th- so right now, if you look at bracket bracket matrix, which takes into account every bracket that's out there on the interweb on the line. Wow. We are in 96 of 97 available brackets with an average seed of 1033 the okay. only bracket we're not in is some jabroni named Cardinal Cardinal Dave. Cardinal Dave. He has us as first four out. Literally the first of four teams out. So you win SMU, mm-hmm. you lose at home to Houston. I think regardless of what happens in the AAC tournament you're in. I think that's fair. As long as now, you go one and one. Yes. Now, worst case scenario, you lose SMU, you lose to Houston, and then let's say you play your first AAC tournament game as the three seed versus Central Florida and lose. Mm-hmm. Are you in or out? I think you're, you are profusely sweating the bubble at that point. I mean, it's going to probably depend – on what happens in the other conference tournaments, to be honest, which I don't Ooh. want. I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. I want nothing to do with that. Now I, that would take, Ooh. I mean, that would be an absolutely horrendous collapse down the stretch, which I don't think is happening. But if it did, I don't know that you get in. If you lose the three straight here to end the year. If you're already sitting on the 10-11 seed line right now and then you lose your last three games. No, I think you're right. One of those being what I don't even know what SMU is in the net right now. 200. 200. At least, so what is at that? At least quad, 200. Is that a quad three? Quad seven. I mean, that would be a quad don't put us in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you make it. 
I think that loss alone buries you. I'm not even sure you need all the other things to uh, to happen. Yeah. All right. Let's talk best case scenario. Ooh. Which would obviously be you win your next five basketball games, two of which are over Houston. How high of a scene do you think you get? I couldn't imagine if we are a 10 or 11 now, I can't imagine them putting us much higher than a, like a seven ish. I couldn't, I couldn't That's kind of where I'm at. I'll tell you this. If you do that and you beat Houston twice, you beat UCF in the quarters yeah, and Tulane in the semis. Tulane's got to be in there, yeah. You have just added three more quad one and two wins, so you're sitting at twelve and six in quads one and two, and thirteen and one in quads three and four. I think you have I, to I be higher. Potentially, that, actually, get a six seed. Maybe higher than that. Look at let's go back and look at this. I don't know if you can get higher than that. I also the thing that also plays into account there is <clears throat> our conference championship being on Sunday. I am pretty sure the committee has said before that they essentially lock seating in going into that Sunday, except for a couple like if we if we win these two this week and we make it to the conference finals. I honestly don't know how much of – I mean, it probably should, honestly. It should help us out a ton, but I don't know how much it would help out. But I feel like you should be a six or a seven at that point if you if you win five straight to end the year. I would make a case for a five seed, honestly. I think, you, I think you'd have a strong case for a five seed because no one would have a better quad one, no one I could think of, a quad one and two – Record. What did you say the record was on quad one and two? If you won out with two wins over Houston and a win. Well, I guess the UCF went. Yeah, that would be quad two. Would be. That's adding three. Yeah, you're sitting at 12 and six in quads one and two. All right, so currently 12 and seven. And quad one and two is a three projected three seed Kansas State. Houston is 12 and one. Uh, I would be shocked. Well, I, they probably, Houston want to get a one seed in that aspect, right? You think they would bump down a little? I could see the argument to make them see, a that's one where seed. one, like if they lost that conference championship game, I don't know that it hurts them at that point. Yeah. Okay, at worst case scenario, I think it, I think it would depend Baylor on what, moves up to a one. And yeah, Houston's I think two, it whatever. depends on what they would do. I think Sunday for them matters more than if we were to beat them in the conference finals. All right, say that. so. In terms of twelve win quad one and two teams, you're looking at Iowa, Kansas State, Houston, and that's it. And Houston's likely a one or a two. Kansas State's projected as a three. And Iowa's projected at an eight. But that's kind of strange. I guess they've just had a lot of quad one losses, though. 
He's 12 and 10 versus one and two. So I think you got a shot at five. I think you would have a legitimate case. If everyone else with your same, a similar resume is a one, two, or an eight, I think you'd have a case. Let's do it. Yeah. Simple as that. Let's do it. Just do it. What are we talking about? Um, she said we're projected an 11 seed, right? So what you said right now we're on like the 10, 11 line. I mean, it just depends on what, what bracketology you look at. It's either 10 or 11 for the most part. So I'll ask you this. Like Lenardi's got us. Well, I'll go Palm first. Jerry Palm's got us a 10 seed playing the seven seed Kentucky in Columbus. I don't know that I like that. Definitely don't love it. Um, They've been playing pretty well recently. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't love it. I don't want it. I think Lenardi's got us right on that 10-11 also. But he's got us as the second last four buys, which I think falls at like a 10 seed maybe. I think I'm good with being an 11 seed. And I looked up the history of 11 seeds. I would be 11, fine with 10 or 11 in this year's turn. I mean, I don't know. I want a 10. Why? Just because you have to play a two? Yeah. Because we just talked about that could be you playing Houston again. I don't think Houston. Maybe not Houston. Two, Baylor. Whatever. Baylor. Whoever. Yeah. I don't want Baylor. Baylor's a buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, it's all about matchups. Yeah, I, you. There's always one bracket that is just booty cheeks, and someone should have a clear path. And it's like fifty fifty if they make it or not, right? It just feels like there's no dominant teams, and probably the two best teams in the country. We've already played both on the road, and both had a legitimate shot to win. So it's like. Honestly, I'm not really – I said I was scared of which – I'm not scared of anybody. We can literally beat anyone in the country. I don't know. You say that. I don't want Purdue. I don't want Edie. I don't Screw. want Edie. Screw Purdue. I don't want Edie. Big man. I, you know, I'm scared DeAndre of big man like that. dunk on his head. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Anyway, I looked this up, so we're going to have to say it now because I don't want wasted energy here, but – if we do happen to be an 11 seed, what is the percent of the time that an 11 seed defeats or upsets a six seed? What what percentage of time? Is this like overall throughout the bracket history? Since the field expanded um, in 1985. I don't know. I'll say 17% of the time. 37.5% of the time... The 11 upsets the six. That's not as high, I think, as the 12 5 matchup. I think the 12 5 is even higher than that. But 38% essentially is. That's a lot. That's a I mean, sexy I feel like it's a lot, seat. but I thought because you were asking, it was going to be like a trick question and be like, oh, it feels like a lot, but it's really only like one out of four. So it hasn't happened um, in the last couple of years, it seems. Um, Looks like Syracuse defeated San Diego State in 21, UCLA beat BYU in 21, and then 19, 18, 18, 17, 17, 17, 16, 16, 16, 15, 15. Like it, 
it's pretty wild how consistent it is. But granted, that always comes back to a team like Memphis, extremely talented, battle-tested, you know, playing Alabama. I Houston, I'm not going to say Auburn. I wanted to say Auburn was a battle-tested because I think they're still good. A&M now. A&M, yeah. I mean, there's teams that show promise that they are a talented team and you've beaten them or played them close and just haven't been able to put it all together. And I, depending on who you get at a six, Memphis could make a splash as an 11. Yeah. I don't hate that line at all. We are, uh, we're a little over 24 hours from March. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Ooh. All right. Let's jump in a little football. Hey, man. The schedule came out. Did last week, Tej? What were your thoughts initially on the uh, the schedule? I don't hate it as much as everybody else. I'll say that I don't hate it either. I mean, we already we knew what the teams were going to be before the schedule was announced. You play who you play, man. It is what it is. Like, so the Bethune Cookman is one that everyone got super pissed on, right? And it was like, I mean, what um, are you going to do? Yeah, I think the Tiger Tonight pod, go listen to Tigers Tonight. You have to. It's kind of unnecessary. Uh, they touched on it, that Memphis tried to find other P5 teams there, and the P5 teams are like, yeah, yeah, yeah give us a three for one, and we'll we'll do that. And like, uh, hard why the hell Why the hell would Memphis do that? No. Why would they do that? So you add yeah. Bethune-Cookman basically a couple months before the game actually kicks off, and – it is what it is. It's a buy game, but I think that's a fun one. Uh, it's definitely a new one. I don't know if we've played Bethune-Cookman ever, not to my knowledge, at least. Too bad it's not going to be Ed Reed anymore. Yeah, they really botched that one. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, no, I agree with you. I don't hate it by any means. I mean, it it is what it is, right? I mean, you knew the teams, what they were going to be. I even, to be honest the home schedule feels decent to me. I mean, you got Boise, you got Tulane at home, who's just coming fresh off the Cotton Bowl victory. Yeah. Uh, SMU at home. Like, I don't hate it at all. No, I think a lot of people are. Navy, Navy at home, I skipped over Navy. I think people are mostly mad about the Bethune-Cookman because that's like, there's this logic that if you're not playing anyone good, no one will show up. Well, if you're winning, it doesn't really matter who you play. I think we've learned that in the past. Like you go back to mid Norvell years when you're smoking I mean, UConn by 70 and people yeah, are still showing up. Like it doesn't matter. Just win the game. What's it matter? There's yeah. We've been playing dookie teams forever. Strength of schedule. Things is that impact the, the crowd more. Which unfortunately the for the schedule are the weather and the time of kickoff in the day, which yeah, is unfortunate that you have two weeknight home games, Thursday against Navy, which we've drawn decent on Thursdays against Navy before. Well, yeah, we so have, if you you start out two and zero like you should this year, I think you have a decent crowd for Navy. Yeah, right. Um, and then that two lane game, it's unfortunate because it is. In the middle of October, which typically is fall break time. So playing them on a Friday, I get it. It's TV. You're probably going to be the marquee game, maybe the only game on that night. Um, But historically, Saturday night games are 
the best chance for you to have a good crowd. So that is unfortunate. But uh, Americans doing us no favors with that. I don't know. Still come out. Pack the bowl. Definitely not doing any favors. But I will say that you go from – where is it at? Hey, some people have said there's no consistency in this schedule. I get that. We play five straight green teams. (laughs) Does it get more consistent than that? From yeah, Friday, is... October 13th to Saturday, November 11th, you play Tulane Green, UAB Green, North Texas Green, South Florida Green, Charlotte Green. You know, you the one thing I think that you could knock on this the schedule for is you don't have back-to-back home games, do you? Oh, outside, yeah, you do. Boise and, and Tulane. So you have one back-to-back. Well, but there's a bye week in between them. Sure, but it's still back-to-back in terms of you're, you're not – Having to watch a, a road game, if, I like the pie. If there. Missouri hadn't, is great. If Missouri hadn't screwed us over, we would play four straight home games. Yeah, they. I will say I would rather play Mizzou at a neutral site than have to play freaking. I can't even. Akron, Dudu Tech at home. Yeah. Yeah, like what do we? That was. I will option. say that is something I do really like about the schedule. I mean, especially for us as fans, like there are multiple away games that are easy. You have at Arkansas State, Jonesboro, an hour drive, second weekend of the year, easy. Missouri in St. Louis, fourth game of the year, easy. Yeah. North Texas isn't a terrible trip. At UAB, midway point of the year, easy. I'm definitely making that trip. The brand-new stadium, we're going. Uh. Charlotte. Charlotte's not, not that trip. far. Temple. Definitely an easy flight. Not a terrible trip. I'm not probably not going. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and that's also dumb as hell. That is probably my one real gripe is that they made Temple our rivalry week game. I mean, why is that not UAB or SM? Hell, I would have even taken Tulane last week of the year. Tulane would gave us Temple. Temple last game of the year. Are we going to get a snowy Philly game? For the Tigs? Probably. They're booty cheeks anyway. This shouldn't matter. I am... I'll say this. I agree that all their road games are super drivable. And I think that's kind of what they're going for. Like, I know a lot of people don't love going to Arkansas State because that's like you playing down to a team kind of situation. Like, Memphis should never play at um, a MAC team. Or a conference USA or a Sun Belt. Like we were not going to at LA Monroe or something like that. We did with Norvell. I know. No, I'm saying like you do. I think I think that statement's flawed because you're not always going to get the home and home kind of situation. Like the yeah. way you look down at playing at Arkansas State, that's that's the way that Ohio State would look down on playing at Memphis or uh, Ohio State's probably a bad example because that's like upper echelon. But where Arkansas yeah. State's Ohio State, Kansas State, like is Kansas State going to come to Memphis? I don't know. I don't. They have no reason to. They don't recruit here. So you at least get a game in Arkansas. Are they returning like, I know that's the Tulane that game? Is Kansas State playing at Tulane? Mm, perhaps. Let me check. Not this year. They're not. No, definitely not this year. Or did they already they're, play down? Did they play down there the year before that? I don't think so. I will say that Ole Miss is playing Tulane this year. I'm I'm kind of excited to see that. Kind of catch that one early on. 
Mm. I don't see anything that says so. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. It may be one of those where it's spread out by like. Yeah, like a 20, 2027 year. Yeah. But that last one was in Manhattan, right? So there's yeah, a chance. That's why, that... I was, that's why I was wondering if they were coming coming down to uh, New Orleans. Uh, 2024. It will be. Oh, they are returning? Yeah, 2024. I will say, if you want to talk about interesting games, they are able to go have Kansas State come to them and play at Oklahoma in 2024. Wow. Pretty interesting schedule. SEC, uh, SEC Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Give me a very quick early record prediction. Oh. What do I think they'll go and what Just should they what go? You, or... Sure. Do it. Give me both then. What they should go is 10 and 2. Yep. Mine was 10 and 2. Maybe I have to 9 and 3. I will say 9 and 3. I'm going to go 9 and 3. That they're going 9 and 3, but they should go 10 and 2. They have no reason to, uh, no reason to lose to anyone outside of potentially Mizzou, Boise State, or Tulane. You, you shouldn't get close to literally any other team. You I know, your toughest conference out. games are at home. Mizzou, just from a talent perspective, although I don't know how good they're going to be, honestly. And we probably, if you start the year out 3-0, and we might have a decent crowd over there in St. Louis. So I'm not going to say we can't rob that one. I don't think we lose to Boise at home. You get Tulane at home. They're losing a lot of staff. I know Pratt's back. I'm not going to talk bad about him again because all that did was fuel him. Yeah, he got pissed. Took that one out on us. To me, it feels like it should be 10-2. and two. But it's so hard for me to have faith does, in that when I feel like we're so dookie on the road all the time. Does it provide confidence in any way that you're facing st- – Think it's six new first-time head coaches, or at least six new it head is coaches. Six first-year head coaches next year. I mean, yeah, that Bethune, straight off the bat should be six wins easy. Bethune, Navy, uh, UAB, North Texas, USF, and Charlotte. Yep, all dubs. They should be. I couldn't imagine Temple somehow putting it together as a competent. I mean, I know and you should we struggled be, with them last year, but you should last game of the year. You simple. should be freaking rolling. The only way, and I said it a minute ago, is if that's some kind of crazy snowstorm game or something. Yeah. Then maybe they have a shot. I but think I'm with I, you. Should be 10 and two. It's probably going to be like nine and three though, which I don't know that I, that's the end of the world, but it's not. No, that's, that's, you're looking for these types of steps. Like I understand that a lot of people are going to discredit that and say, yeah, you're not in three, but your schedule is terrible. That's who you play. I don't understand the complaints of, Hey, Boise state did this for 15 years. They were awesome playing literally nobody until they got yeah. to a bowl game. Granted they won those bowl games, but 
the one hey, that does we hadn't lost a bowl game in three years. That is that is very true. Bowl streak, baby. Um, I said maybe a loss to Boise State. I could switch that. You could convince me that they potentially lose to SMU just based off SMU's ability to pull in power five transfers. Like you could have a guy who just doesn't like a head coach at Oklahoma and all of a sudden he is a uh, goes from a starter at Oklahoma and he's starting for you at SMU. And that's a difference maker. Like the, they can pull in those types of guys. We don't lose at home in November. I agree. I, I'm just saying that that's, that's one I would keep in the back of my mind because I don't think SMU is as bad as they kind of fell apart to be last year, even with Mordecai gone and, uh, Someone else left too. Oh, Rice. Ray Rice, Rice. is gone. Mm, don't think his name was Ray Rice. He was the Ray All Rice right, so nine, receivers. Nine and three. Good with that. Nine and three feels like it's, yeah. And it's obviously will change, right? We'll get out there and watch Deuce Deuce freaking slinging that rock. Yeah, this around is way and too early. I'll be like, all right, eleven and one. Let's go. Um. All right, shout out to baseball. They've won their first two series. So Kirk Jackson's got it rolling over there at uh, FedEx, FedEx Park. Field. Um, what are they officially? I want to say they're, are they five and two? They've won both that series, right. but I think they're, because I think they played. Uh, I think they dropped one game each. Yeah. They are six and two. So one, two of three against Samford, lost by one in extra innings in the last one, beat Mississippi Valley State, and then three and one in the series versus Youngstown State. So they get a big one coming up tomorrow at Central Arkansas. And then Friday, they start a series with Nichols. But, uh, seems like those P5 transfers that got, they got some sticks over there. They're hitting the baseball. Yeah. They can definitely score. I looked up at one point and one game was like 18 to six or something like that. And I was like, yeah, they, they beat Mississippi Valley state 19 to 10. I mean, they've put up runs. Yeah. Seven, 11, eight, 19, 13. Yeah. So shout out to the, uh, the baseball team. And then shout out to carry Motherweather and the women's basketball team. They are currently also in lone second place in the American Conference, which I don't want to say this because I want us to finish second too, but would you have ever imagined that the women's team would have finished second top two in the American Conference in basketball before the men's team? No. Not that that's going to happen, but it could. It very well could. She's Meriwether's been great. I mean, I understand the first year was brutal. Where was she at? Um, four and 15. I want you to think about that for a second. Woof. And then immediately bounce back 16 and 12. And they're currently sitting, I think, 18 and nine. Yep. That's pretty good. That's a pretty the, good turnaround. 10 and four in the conference. The highest they have been. They've won six straight, TJ. One, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the video of the. Uh, did I see the video? Are the you buzzer joking? beater yesterday. 
Freaking Sap City. Are you kidding me? And with point, what was it? Point four on the clock. Yeah, Heck point four. Such a good shot. So they shout went, out to uh, uh, Mary, Mary Weather and the uh, women's team. I, I don't know if she uh, she gave a quote this week said, we're witnessing a culture change as it happens, which is pretty cool. I'm all for I think, it. I mean, that would talk about a great hire for that program. Well, it helps that Griggs is, is incredible and that she leads all women's points. Eh, I think she leads the three points. Yeah. All the three point academy, like points and stats for the, the women's team. Yeah. I was going to say they went just draining 40 foot game winners with no time. They, they went 25 and eight in 2011. And that's probably the best record they've had. And perhaps the from the beginning of time. Since Mary Lou Johns was over there. Hmm. All right, Tej, let's rate this uh, Bo Echo. Hmm. The old hazy IPA. I like the can. The can's got some got some weird stuff. I think it is a bow. There's actually like an actual bow over here. See that? Where? On the lady's face. There's a lady on that side of the can. Oh wait, right there. It's a lady's face, and there's an actual bow there. Oh, like a little. I was looking for like a bow tie bow, but I see what you're saying, like a bow and arrow. Yeah, it's kind of confusing though, because like lot, I don't. There's a lot on this can. There's a lot going on, and I'm giving it a high score because that's a lot of detail that somebody put into the the art of this can. Is that a burrito? There, yes, and I'll tell you why. So this is confusing because a bow echo, you've seen them before, what they actually are. Like when you look at a weather map, you know, like that crescent of storm that's moving, like a bunch of storms moving together. Yeah. That's a bow echo. I don't know what the hell that has to do with any of this, but if you go to Wiseacre's webpage, oh, that's kind mother. Of, that's not just a woman, TJ. That's mother nature. That's kind of what I thought, but the planet threw me off blowing a storm. That's wind. Me, the creativity behind this, Teach. Let, let me start this off for you. So if you go to their website and read about Bo Echo, it says, when you've reached your all-time low, you need a parking lot veggie burrito and the warm snuggle of a stranger's husky, probably named Stash. The winds of change may find the, this beer landing in your hand. What a What an intro. Well, Mother Nature blew it right into our hands this evening. It couldn't have been a better fit. Can-wise, Teach, I'm going 8-1. 8-1, okay. It's a good can. It is a good can. I'm not going to go 8-1. I like it because I see knowing that backstory and then looking at the can, you got the burrito, get the dog. You got Stash. You got Mother Nature. You got the wind. You have to look into it. I'm going to say this is like a 7-7. Seven, seven. It's definitely a good can. There's a lot going on, and knowing that background, I think, helps out a lot. It was a good brew, too. Good hazy IPA. It is. I could definitely uh, drink more than one of these. It's, you know not, big... it's not my favorite, but it's up there. I'm going to – this is like a 7-8. Okay, that's higher than I had it. 
I like hazy IPA a lot, but for some reason with this one, I kind of get that maltiness and I'm going to put it at a seven, five. I like it. I can have multiple of them and probably will have multiple of them. But if you notice, I was like constantly drinking water to kind of like clear my mouth and cleanse my palate. Yeah, this is the first first go I've I've pulled out water on the show, I think. Yeah, I have to constantly kind of clean that out. But I don't think that should hurt the, the beer score. I think it just kind of is what it is, right? Maybe it's a sign of getting old more than it is the beer. Mm. All right, it's pretty good. 7, 8, and 7, 5. Shout out. Oh, echo. All right, Teach. Let's go 2 0. That's all we can ask for. That's all we can ask for. Is this the two biggest home? Is this the biggest home game in the last 10 years? Um, I think so. I don't know what would be bigger. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, 2013 and now, I don't know that there's a bigger game. Hosting the number one team in the country, send them home packing. Come with the cold beers, Tavia Lot takes peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger athletics. We will see you back here next week.